All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Brother's Creed Podcast, where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring what the world has to offer. We're, we're the Thomas Brothers, and I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared. And today we're joined by Frank Schwartz. Uh, Frank, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, Frank is a, uh, a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, Frank's a consultant. He does uh, corporate speaking. He owns a company called G- G3L. Mm-hmm. And... He, Oh, we just are so excited to have you on today to talk about leadership in the home as well as in a corporate setting and how to leave a legacy and how we can be better leaders. I think that's just an important concept. Yeah, I so, agree. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. All right, let's get to it. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done! All right, Frank, thanks for joining us. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming on today. For sure. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess right off the bat, uh, I, I know that uh, you are a man of many talents and mm. do many different things. And, and your G3L is just one of your many talents. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you also run your own podcast. Tell us a little uh, yes. about that first. Yeah, so um, I don't know uh, exactly how it all happened. You know, like things just sort of, like you just kind of pick stuff up and then pretty soon you're like, oh, I'll just add another thing. I'll add another thing. And then, yeah, who knows? But uh, one of the many roles that I do play out there in the world is uh, as president of uh, a men's leadership and workout group called F3. Uh, and so as president of that, I, 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 I do have a podcast. We call it the 43 Feet Podcast. Um, and, uh, that kind of signifies this idea that leadership is really, you're the guy hacking away at the, the path 43 feet ahead of everybody else. And you only really get about 43 feet ahead, you know? And so you're kind of making it up and, and figuring out as you go along a little bit. Um, and you know, I like it, that. Well, it's, you know, if it's already paved probably isn't leadership. Somebody's <laughs> already been there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we, we, you know, there's, I guess you can lead people down a paved road, but our way of kind of thinking is you, you got to hack your own path to some degree. So. Yeah, I, I think F3 is a great uh, great organization. It started here in Charlotte, and it's been growing yep. nationally at this point. Are you guys, are, are, is F3 international yet? Uh, so funny that you should ask that, and this is literally true. Just last week, uh, a guy uh, about four years ago started a church in Nairobi area, Kenya. Oh, really? Uh, yep, and he... Uh, I guess, I don't know how we got to figure out what he Googled exactly <laughs> to come across F3, but he reached out and uh, I had a meeting with him and uh, our our guy who leads our expansion efforts uh, last week. And uh, so we're planting a flag in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Cool. If you Very cool. That. So we've had a few others where, you know, people like expats, you know, were in Ireland for a little while yeah. or this kind of a thing. And uh, so we have one that's kind of an official that was a guy who's from Germany, came here to work and then went back to Germany. Now he's working. Anyway, you don't need to be here all about our expansion efforts <laughs> internationally for F3, but we do have a couple. We do yeah. have a couple. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, F3 is a great segue kind of into what you're doing now. So previously, to it seems like previous to F3, you were doing you know, a different business that you're, you're an entrepreneur, yep. you're doing a different business. But I feel, my impression has been that your experiences in F3 have been so transformative to you as a person that you've kind of been like, whoa, this is something that I, I have passionate about and I can continue to do. Is that, is that accurate? That is, uh, <laughs> uh, like you read it from a book I wrote or something. <laughs> I, I haven't written a book, but if I did, it would, that would be right in the first chapter. I think Jared. Um, yeah, we, we no. looked, we looked at your LinkedIn account before we uh, talked to you. So. Ah. <laughs> no, but, uh, that, that nails it exactly. Um, and so before, uh, this and, and well, and it, it's still in a, a company that exists and, and still run that as well. But, Although I do less and less of the work, 
which is probably good. I'm not that talented. Um, but uh, is a corporate communications company. And, um, you know, you're you're doing communications and you're working with leaders of companies and things like that. And, and that's exactly what happened. So I got into F3. I kind of discovered this this idea that, oh, my gosh, like the problems that we have in the world really aren't communication problems. Like that's they are, but that's kind of downstream a little bit. Right. The real problems that we have are leadership problems. And that's I decided after a couple different experiences that I'm sure we'll we'll talk about here in a minute. But um, I was like, man, I, I got to start working on the right end of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you feel like you, you kind of wanted to start with with yourself that you'd say, you know, I, I've been in X leaders at leadership position where I've seen X person in this leaders leadership position and I didn't really like how they did that or I did like how they did this other thing. And then you kind of start developing your own leadership and then you kind of brought that to everyone else or how did that develop yeah, personally I, for you? Like this is some kind of weird book. That you, like, what are you, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, you guys, you know, that's exactly it. I mean, uh, and, and maybe that's just cause it's, there's some logical progression in there. Right. But, uh, I had a guy who used to, used to work with me who, who, uh, his mom, we always called it the, the mama Yuki rule. Um, and, uh, her Bridget, uh, Bridget Yuki rule, um, is you can either be a good example or a hideous warning, right? So you, <laughs> you kind of pick, right? Yeah. And so, so yes, the answer to that is yes. I mean, there were definitely things that you look at and go, well, I'm not doing that. And there's a lot of things that you look at and go, I'd like to be more like that. Right. And I think that's sort of how we progress in our lives, period. You know, that's, that's how everything works, right? As we look and we go, I want to adopt these things. I get rid of these things. Um, but, uh, what was the second half of your question now? Oh, he, he was just asking how, how you developed your leadership and oh you yeah, yeah. That. And that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so there's a lot of that. Experience, but yeah. then the other thing is, is you you start looking and going, oh yeah, as far as like coming up with your own stuff. Um, look, the fact of the matter is, is, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, right. There's there's no new leadership principle that someone's discovering. People try and codify it a little differently here, a little differently. You know, explain it a little different, use a little different story or different analogy or different framework. But leadership's leadership to a large degree. I, I worked with a guy and um, he was. Uh, he had a saying that, uh, you know, companies have R and D and he was like, R and D, he said, R and D to me stands for rip off and duplicate. <laughs> he was like, you know, R and D is a lot of the stuff already exists. You need to find out how to present things in your own light. And it was, just he must not work for Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were, were there no tires before Tesla? <laughs> not very many electric cars. <laughs> ah, and that's fair, but, but, but to they're the, just, they're just copying half of the Prius. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> We'll make a double Prius. It's going to be great. Hold on. <laughs> we'll make it faster and cooler. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Frank, let's get into maybe leadership in the workplace first. Sure. Let's talk about that. Uh, maybe first, talk about your, your company. You were explaining a little bit to us before, uh, the G3L, which is your company name. Explain to us what that means and maybe help tie that into uh, how, how you teach leadership to in a corporate environment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and which reminds me now, that's so the other thing that you asked, Ethan, was, you know, is it something you have to kind of do for yourself first? Yeah. Right. And that and 100 percent. There's, there's literally, in my estimation, and you know, you never want to be a total pain in the rear end. So, okay, so 98% of the time this is true. There's always an exception, right? <laughs> but so I'm going to speak in, in probably uh, extremes, with the understanding that you <laughs> that know, sounds good. It just, you know, whatever, yeah. right? But you got to take a stand. Um, so I, I would say there's really no other way to do it. There's literally no other way. You can't lead uh, another person unless you, you yourself are are right first. Yeah. And so the G3Ls, that's that's exactly that framework, right? Is it's We call it the four quadrants of preparedness or the four quadrants of leadership preparedness, however you want to say it. But it's this idea that in order to influence another man, you can only give of what you have in abundance. Fair? 
I can't give you orange juice if I have no orange juice. Yep. Right. So the G, uh, this is how inventive, you know, brilliant I am, right? Uh, is <laughs> the framework is has uh, the initials are G and three L's, right? Mm-hmm. So G three L. So and and when we say right in this concept or in this context, uh, I don't mean like a moral judgment of rightness, mm-hmm. but more a, a, of a proper alignment, if you will, right? Yeah. So think of a, a a sailboat, right? If a sailboat's tipped over, it's not righted. You know, the ship is not righted. It can't it can't accelerate. It can't go anywhere, right? So the the first step is to get right. That's get yourself right. The next is to live right. That means you give and, and you know, for work on those relationships with the people around you. Then you lead right. Finally, then you, you leave right, meaning that you've constructed something, hopefully, or led people or led organizations or whatever it is in such a way that you have left a legacy, that you have, you've built something that people can adhere to and live, you know, beyond even in your lifetime. Yeah. Can you maybe run us through an example of what it looks like to to get right, live right, live right, lead right, and lead right in a corporate environment? Like, how can some if someone's off kilter and you're you're prescribing them this prescription, yeah. what would you say to do? So I I will say that uh, our leadership philosophy, my leadership philosophy, uh, is not for everybody. Uh-huh. Um, it hurts a lot of people's baby feelings um, because the fact of the matter is is most people just want to learn the 10 tricks. You know, I want to read the BuzzFeed article and at the end of 15 minutes of reading that article, be a better leader, you know, or I want to go to the weekend seminar with uh, Tony Robbins or, you know, <laughs> whoever it is, right? And then come back and be like, sweet, nailed it. Check that box. I'm a better leader. Yeah. You know, but that's not how it works. We all you, know. You might be a better leader, but that doesn't mean you're a good leader. Uh, you might be a better leader, but the problem is, you know what? You, that's a good point, Ethan. You, you, you might even be a good leader. Yeah. Right. But you're only going to be a good leader for about as many weeks as as many days as you put into the <laughs> the seminar, right? So yeah. if or you went to a two day seminar, it's proportional to how much money you spend in the seminar. <laughs> yeah, that's what Tony would have you believe. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but you know, if you're if you're there for a two day seminar, you probably got about two weeks of good you know good leadership that comes in after that, and you're going to fall right back into your old habits. Yeah. Because the problem is not your leadership style. It's not even the things that you do. It's not the tips and the tactics and the tricks and the things that you use to manipulate behavior within your company. The problem is you yourself aren't right. You yourself are not virtuous. You're not living in such a way that you should be followed. And the only way to do that, that I know of, is you have to build yourself a kingdom, brick by brick, to make it impossible for you to fall off the track, or at least less possible, right? I mean, everybody can fall off, but... So you have to build guardrails around yourself in order to help you accelerate. So if you can imagine a... Uh, you guys have both been to Utah, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you've driven up some of the Rocky Mountains and the wherever, right? And chances are good you've been on some trails or some things where it's like, there is no guardrail here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're driving into who knows what. Yeah. And it's twisty and turny and all that kind of stuff. And when you're going up a mountain like that, like, you're going to go pretty slow. Yeah. You know, like, you're going to be super careful. But, and if you can imagine, uh, I don't know you know, a pole position. That was the old 80s game. Whatever driving game is popular now. Need for Speed, something like that. And that was called something like that. Anyway, what's yeah. it? Forza. Okay, it's Forza, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But it's on no damage mode, uh-huh. right? So, but you can fall off the side, but if there were guardrails and it's no damage mode, like 
You can pedal to the metal. Right, you're just going to go, baby, right? And so we can't live in no damage mode entirely, but you're going to, if you build yourself good guardrails, you're probably not going to fall off the side. And that's what getting right is all about. There's a a book that I love called Legacy. Uh, It's about the New Zealand All Blacks, uh, which is a rugby team. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are literally the most winning professional sports franchise, any sport, anywhere in the world, ever, period, end of story. Wow. Yep. Uh, And like, not by a little. Like, by a lot. Hmm. Right? Even more than the Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you mean the Buccaneers. <laughs> or the soon-to-be. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Um, yes, even more than the Patriots. By a lot. <laughs> right? And the one of the quotes out of this book, or, or concepts out of this book, is that, um, and I'm paraphrasing it for, for our purposes, yeah, yeah. right, is basically, effective organizations begin with effective human beings. Effective organizations begin with effective human beings. If you're not an effective human being, it doesn't matter what you do. And no offense, and this is where it starts hurting people's baby feelings, right? No offense. If you are undisciplined in your life and it shows in terms of the way that you conduct your business, the way you conduct yourself. So if you're this guy who's slovenly overweight, you're cheating on your wife, you're working all kinds of hours, you know, and you're sitting at the top of this organization and everyone follows you because they have to. That's not legacy. Yeah. That's not anything you want to leave behind. There's no virtue in that. And no offense to the rest of the entire world. Well, I shouldn't say the entire world, but to much of the leadership that we see both in our country and in organizations within our country, that's who's sitting in there. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of cases, yeah. But so really the part that you're saying hurting people's feelings is like, you know, to say you go to a, cor- a corporation and you're like, okay, let me talk to you about something, how to be a better leader. It doesn't have anything to do with work. You need to, to be disciplined in your own life. Yeah. Because how are you going to, I think, what is it? There's a quote I, I like that says like, you can't rule, I think it was maybe Napoleon that said, you can't rule others unless you can rule yourself. Right. First. Yeah. And and just to prove that it's not new or, you know, whatever, right? I mean, the, it's, it's in Proverbs for crying out loud, right? I mean, you know, like he, he who masters himself is better than he who takes a city. Mm-hmm. It's paraphrased. It's not King James, but you know, you get the idea, right? You know, yeah. like, you know, you've got to have the discipline. You've got to have those things for yourself. So I, yeah, the thing that hurts their feelings is they come in and they say, we have a leadership challenge or we have, I don't even say a leadership challenge. Usually they'll say, we have a problem with, uh, you pick, uh, turnover. We have a lot of turnover in our company, right? And it's costing us millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever, because, you know, we're, we have these people here, they stay for a year or better, you know, less, then we, you know, we have to retrain people. We're constantly losing productivity. We're constantly losing these things. And they go, you got to fix that. Mm-hmm. And we go, well, okay, happy to do that. Happy to do that. Um, and we'll look at some of those processes together and we'll try and figure out, like, is there something that we're doing or something that we're saying or certain conditions that can be changed or things like that. But brother, that's all downstream. The thing that people doesn't, they don't want to hear, but is the truth, and I'm talking capital T truth, is the problem isn't your company. The problem isn't your employees. You're the problem, and you're always the problem. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it, you know. But I had to swallow it. Yep. the The company that you were talking about before that I, that, you know, I still have, but uh, the communications company, right? I almost ruined it. Almost. I mean, I drug it, you know, <laughs> you know, pull up, pull up, made it, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, screaming, you know, oh, we're all going to die here, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but almost ran it completely into the ground because of my own ego, because of my own unwillingness to take advice from others. I had no guardrails. 
Huh. I mean, I, you know, this is so you, you learn things by it's having good, a good yeah, example yeah. or failure, <laughs> right? Learn, <laughs> Learning yeah. from your mistakes, yeah, Learn, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and really, and that's one of the things we teach in our leadership development process is you know, people get really churned up about failure. They get really twisted up about it, you know, and they worry about, oh, you know, we can't fail, we can't fail. You know, and I know that we're taught that from the time that we're, you know, as soon as we enter school, you know, so here we are five, six years old and we start grading people. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It's like it's the most artificial, strange. Like, I don't get it. And I know that I'm, you know, brain damaged or whatever I am, but like it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And, I, and I'm not saying that to be glib or, or weird. Like, it's never made sense to me, which is probably why I did so poorly in school, you know, because it just doesn't make any sense to me. But. You know, we, this is how we, we treat you. This is how we tell you your worth is. This is, you know, whatever, right, is you have to achieve these certain kinds. Anyway, point being that uh, the, the way that the world wants you to act and the way that the world has set it up to, you know, to decide what's valuable and what's not and how we're going to achieve, you know, what's going to be good or whatever, it usually is, is just totally backwards. It's totally, totally backwards. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ethan. You guys go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say one of the the difficulties that uh, I've I've seen quite a bit in my career and all my time with some big companies, and I'm seeing quite a bit right now in my company. But there's uh, <laughs> Jared, that face you just made, that's the face. I'm actually leading my current company. I'm starting a new job at a different company. There's the face. So this is uh, <laughs> so um, so this is a major issue in my company. But like, there's so many changes and stuff, leadership org changes from the top, and everybody's always shifting and telling what they want oh like this is the new initiative and then six months later that person will either move to a different company right. or move to a different position in the company and within the company somebody else will come in and say no that's not what we want to do we want to do this and shift everybody's focus to something else and then between that and then occasionally layoffs where you get people leaving and then teams getting shuffled around if you're a middle manager within all that how do you and <laughs> how in the world can you maintain the loyalty of loyalty of employees? I mean, you uh-huh. can be the best guy in the world. You can get you can be right. Nice isn't going to cut it. You can be a good leader. Sure, but if if there's a storm occurring above your head and, and you can't control your team getting shuffled around or your your directive changing constantly, how how can you lead in an environment like that? It's kind of like the saying of you know it's crap input, crap output. Like sure. It, it, yeah, if you, if if, yeah. if you're in a crappy situation, it's hard to make good of a crappy situation by just being a good guy. But right. how do you come out of that? Yeah. Right. That's a that is a great question. And so I'll tell you this candidly: if we had a good answer for that, we'd all be very very wealthy, right? <laughs> well, let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So there's really no at some level the uh, the the organization. Um, becomes what we refer to as a bullfrog, right? Or worse yet, it may have it may have evolved into a leech. So a, a, a bullfrog is a fat, bloated organization that sits on its lily pad and just its only interest is continuing to exist. It's not going to hop anywhere real fast. It just waits for flies to fly by and you just snap one out of the air every once in a while and keep kind of churning along and there's not a whole lot of growth there's not a whole lot of action nothing's happening there yeah and they shuffle crap around to try and make it look like they're doing something they come up with brand new initiatives to try and make it look like they're doing something especially new guy comes in first thing he has to do is mark his territory all over everybody oh yeah Yeah. right and we all know what that means it means it smells in there fair yeah it's terrible right yeah and so he's going to come in and he and this is what he's going to do and we've got new initiatives and we've got this and then they 
to your point, they have layoffs. Why do they have the layoffs? Is it because the business is doing poorly? No, it's because it's the end of the year. We've got to make the balance sheet look right, right, for the shareholders. Yeah, yeah but that also fosters like people siloing their information. So everybody's hoarding oh, yeah. their information and they don't want to share anything because they're like, well, if we get shifted, my role is so important. I can't be laid off. You know, like, you, nobody, so. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. And this, this is this. You're absolutely right. Because the problem is what that's what the environment has taught everyone. Yeah. Is survival. Yeah. And we have to move them on that continuum. And we call it the sir, sir continuum. Right. From survival to servanthood. Survival to servanthood. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to move along that continuum. Guess what? Who has to move first? The leadership. You do. That's <laughs> right. You have to. Yeah. If you're just here to survive, you know, and get by, that doesn't help anyone. You know what the problem is in, in most of these organizations? Do you know what your mission statement is of the current organization that you work for? Yeah, I think so. But Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it a mission statement that could easily be and you could say mission statement? You know, vision statement, whatever the core thing values, is, whatever, whatever yeah. right? So, and and every company should have all of those things, I think, in 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 some fashion or other. But could you take your mission statement and easily zip in somebody else's name? Yeah, I mean, could I take my personal yeah. mission statement or the, the, company, the, company, the company, company mission statement, and zip in somebody's name at the company? Anybody else? No, no. I mean, any other company name? I mean, generally, yeah. They're, Pretty much all the They're same. They're garbage. Yeah, exactly. Total garbage. <laughs> yeah. The most useless, worthless, like, we'll put it in vinyl letters on the break room wall yeah. and pretend like that's motivating people. Delight our customers. Yeah. Like, okay, really? Yeah. Like, I'm, pretty really? Sure I heard, I'm pretty sure I heard that on a commercial yesterday <laughs> with a different company. It's yeah. Right. Well, and isn't delight our customers kind of the lowest common denominator? <laughs> like, isn't that kind of your point? Like, yeah. you existed to delight customers, correct? But how? Yeah. What is it you're doing? Right? And so, in... And again, it has to start with you or the leader. If that leader has no personal mission, no personal vision, all he has to do, he just, I mean, look, you may as well put the business cards in pencil so he can just erase the company name and write in the next one that he goes to. How long have you been at your current company, Jared? About three years. About three years. Yeah. About three years. One promotion? Maybe uh, two? Yeah, one. I got one promotion. Pretty much when I, right when I got there, I got... Yeah. About a year well, it's because you're a bright guy. <laughs> now, you know, people that are listening, I know the Thomas brothers reasonably well, right? Bright guy, yeah. sharp guy, go-getter, wants to get things done, wants to make a difference, passionate, passionate guy, wants good things. And what do we do? Here, Jared, sit under this rock. Yeah, it's just, it, it got too frustrating. I was just like, you know, what? I got to go somewhere else because right. was, nothing was happening and it was just, you're just butting up. You ready for me to break your heart? Go ahead. In I should have realized it sooner. <laughs> in three years, you're going to have one promotion, and you're going to go somebody else. That's what you're going to do. You think? 100%. Why you say that? Because you work for bullfrogs. You got to work for a lizard, man. I'm, sir, I'm trying to find a lizard, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Or you got to cr- try and create exactly. that's lizards what I'm, that's what within I'm the bullfrogs. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to create my own lizard on my own. I well, there's there's value to that too. Yeah, we yeah. can have that discussion sometime. <laughs> Don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> working for yourself is hard. And wonderful, yeah. um, but but that's the thing is once a, a a company you pick Blockbuster Sears, I mean they've lost their way and there's no choice for them but to just sort of continue to exist until they eat themselves from the inside they become a leech, you know and I don't know what organization you yeah, work yeah. for and I don't want to know right and we certainly don't want to say it out here <laughs> no but 
But the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because every large, large, large enterprise organization works exactly the same way. In fact, that's why, because my clients are those people Yeah. for the communications company, right? So how, and now for the leadership. How, how do you advise these companies? How do you advise a bullfrog? Uh, so with when a, you went and you talked, you tough talk the leadership. So with a true bullfrog, I can't help you. Really? So if, if I can't if, help if a big company, if Apple came to or say and they say, "Hey, we're going well, to I don't know if Apple is because I, <laughs> I don't know what their structure is like." Oh, yeah. But since we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah, and since these are some of my clients uh-huh. that I've had in in my previous life in the communications company, uh-huh. right? Let's just say, oh, I don't know, a large financial institution, say in America somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. With a red sort of hue, maybe. Right? <laughs> right. Yes. You know, I, I don't want to say who it is, but let's let's uh, just say a big it rhymes a, a big with <laughs> jank of a barica, you know, whatever, right? Um, but the, the point is, is I I can't help them if they were to come to me today. Uh-huh. And Brian Moynihan, by the way, is never going to knock on my door. Just just so we're clear. But if that were to happen, he would say, "Hey, we've got this challenge or that challenge. Can you help?" And I would have to look at him and say, "I cannot." Now, I'm not saying there's that you're beyond help. I'm just saying I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have those skills. I don't have that ability because I can't do for you what you need done. And also anything I tell you, even though it may work, <laughs> you know, the ship's too big to turn. Right. Exactly. Well, and, and, and it's hard to look somebody in the face. that's making, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year and then say, you need to do something different. I don't know. That, right. that, that kind of, to me, would be almost intimidating well, to say. It's like, oh, I don't have a problem with that. Because um, <laughs> here's the thing, and this is not because I'm just some kind of great, bold, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's the same reason that I don't understand school. Ethan, my brain is broken. Like, it doesn't work right. I, I get that. that's a good thing. It's, uh, who knows, right? <laughs> I'm not retired on a beach in Tahiti anywhere, so I don't know. Well, not what, yet. Yeah, not oh, yet. sure. But you know it's what? It's still time. It's not even interesting to me at this point. Yeah. You know why? Because a beach in Tahiti has nothing to do with my personal mission in life. Zero. That's true. Not one iota. Maybe for like a week, but then... Yeah, sure, know. whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. These guys, and I don't know how they do it, like these influencers or whatever, you know, and they sail the world and they do things, make money on Instagram or whatever. I don't know how they do it. Like, that's great for them. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with my personal mission. Yeah. So I, I couldn't do it. So yeah, Brian Moynihan comes, says, we need help. I can't help you. Yeah. That's that's the short answer. I can't help you. So it sounds like you're probably advising more small companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typically, they're, they're privately held. You can't have shareholders uh, and expect to get anything out of what I would teach you. Uh-huh. You will hear what I teach you. You'll hear what I say. And you'll go, by golly, he's right. And then you'll look around and go, it's too late. Hmm. Too late. So here's a question. You know, we've been talking a lot about leaders, um, you know, large corporations, small corporations, you know, private institutions, whatever it may be. What would your advice to be to the aspiring leader? Uh, the, the 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 analyst who's out there who's you know kind of at the I don't know bottom of the rung if you will and they're they're trying to climb that corporate ladder and they've got managers and senior managers and directors and everything else looking above them and and they're being told oh you need you need to pay your dues or whatever else it may be and and you might be at a bullfrog or you might not doesn't matter um, but what would your advice be to that aspiring leader what can <laughs> what can I do or what can that person do to, to to set themselves apart from, from somebody else. The first question is, why are you aspiring? Why are you aspiring? What are you aspiring to? Is more true? money? To be a more lead? influence? If, if, I, want, if company, I want to why eventually do, why do you want it? be that director, I don't know. Why, why do you want to be a director? I don't know. Get paid more? Make more I mean, money. Yeah. <laughs> money can't, money is no, money is not a mission. Money is a byproduct of a mission. That's well, true. the money is the, the, the means to an end. 
I would like to make more money so that I can provide better for my family so that I can serve more. I can't serve my community if I'm poor myself, if I'm destitute, you know, at my influence is less. If I have, if I have wait a minute, wait a minute, back up. You can't serve your community if you're destitute. Well, it, it, don't it, tell that to Gandhi, baby. <laughs> in some sense, in some sense, if I can't give, I can't give food to the poor if I don't have food to give. Is now let me ask you this: Is food to the poor your mission? I mean, I think. Is it a nice thing to do? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But is it your mission, Jared? Were you put here on the planet by your Creator to feed the poor? Uh, yeah. I, that, I think it's something. That's sense. the only thing. No, no, not no, the no, only no, no, thing. No, 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 no. I'm not asking. Do you feed the poor, or would you give money to a homeless guy? Yeah. Is the thing that bothers you more than anything else in the whole wide world the fact that there are people on the street without food? Does that? I mean, does that drive you so insane that you can't not do something about it? I mean, no. No. It's sad, no. but no. Right. And, and I know that's. And everyone's like, "Did you just say no? Oh my gosh! Yeah, You're supposed I to mean, help the poor. No. Yes. I, look." I'm not going to go start a homeless shelter. Do I think homelessness is a problem? I do. Do I think? Do I feel horrified and, and sad when I see people in a homeless situation? Absolutely. Do I give them money? All the time, right? Do I buy them lunch? For sure. You know, whatever I can do. But brother, I'm not spending my whole life. That's just not the people I was born to serve. Maybe the answer to that question, why do you aspire to do that? Uh, because that's what we were taught. There we go. Because, because we were taught in school that you get a job. And right. that you well, and climb why do you the get a better job? And that oh, you, so you can go, or you get a promotion, or you go to a different job and get a better job, or you can chase for your whole life, man. Yeah, that's true. If you want to, I mean, it's up to you. You can do that. But there's, I don't know anyone who, and this is just my personal experience, so it's limited. As I often say, forgive me for sharing my personal stories. They're the only ones I have. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but um, I don't know anyone who I look at and go, that guy or gal is at peace. They are at real peace. They have found themselves. They are centered. They are grounded. I don't, I've never talked to anyone where I perceive that to be the case, where I hear them say that's the case, or whether I know that's the case, where they said, oh yeah, I feel grounded by chasing. It's never happened. Not in my experience. Not Sorry, in my experience. But, but that's not to say that ambition is bad. No, you should have ambition. You should have so relentless what's there between, and, and what's hungry between, ambition. What's there what are you ambitioning for? If it's for your personal purpose, yeah. if it's for your mission on the earth, yeah. there is no amount of ambition that will be enough. But if it's for money, forget it. You're dead already. What if, you're, what if part of your ambition is that money? Like, I've, money, got, I've got four boys. I need a lot of money because when these kids get to be teenagers, I'm going to be eating You're going to need a lot of money. You're going to need a lot of money if you want to take care of all of it and be a helicopter parent and wipe their little butts for the rest of their lives. Well, if I just want to put food on the table, I need I need a bit of money. Maybe your maybe your role is to bring food we, to people. Then we will <laughs> yeah, exactly. four people in particular yeah, and a wife, exactly. <laughs> and probably yourself some too, right? Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying, and I know that this is this is not quite clicking. Because well, I'm just trying to understand is, exactly. How, well, that's what, what I'm saying, but but this is from. what we've always been taught. Yeah, yeah. Get good grades. Why? So you can go to good school. Why? So maybe you can go to another good school, right? You guys got MBAs, right? I know you do. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know, but yeah, so that you, you, can, so right? you can get a Why? good job. So you can get a yeah. good job. Why? So you can put money, or you can put food on the table for your family. Why? Eventually, you're going to run out, and you're going to be like, okay, I don't know anymore. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a good answer. So then all you are, really? I mean, did you see that movie, The Matrix? Yeah. Yeah, man. You you're just, you just plugged in, machine, bro. Yeah. Yeah. They're just sucking your life, and you're a battery. There is no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> 
what'll build a really, what is it? what'll really bake your noodle later is would you knock the lamp over if I hadn't said yeah, anything? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. I mean, that, that's kind of the analogy of the movie, right? Is that that's that's our lives. We're just plugged in. We're a battery. We're providing energy for the man. And look, I'm not here selling. So what's the alternate course here? What's the alternate? What's the unplug us from the matrix here? What's the, have purpose? Have purpose. Have have understand why you are here. Did you ever see that movie Unbreakable? With the, the one with uh, the, Wahlberg? The, no, the one. No, with close. The, Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. A, yeah. It's yeah. an M Night Shyamalan. You know. And then they had, he's super strong, and Samuel Jackson is like yeah, super yeah. brittle and right. got glass bones. Yeah, and stuff. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and this is they say this in there, and I know it's been said a hundred other places or whatever. But you know, the two days, two best days of your life, the day you were born, and the day you find out why. Right, yeah. you heard that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like two best days of a boat owner. The day he buys his boat, the day he sells his boat. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Not a boat owner, <laughs> right? But that's that's the idea, right? And I know this. It sounds crazy and it sounds whatever, but I'm I'm telling you from my personal experience, from working with men and women who who are experiencing this as well, uh, particularly in in my my business, sure, but really a lot in F three. Mm-hmm. You know, where I see men just their brains become unlocked. And they recognize that there's something bigger. There's something more. They can serve something larger than themselves. And they can start to have real impact mm-hmm. and leave that legacy. So, so let's go down this road a little bit. I, yeah. I like where we're going. So you need to find your purpose. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, and I know that there's there's so many different ways and there's books and places on people on how to find your purpose and there's people that say oh if you enjoy what you do then you don't work a day in your life or whatever else I mean there's all these different types of things but how do you find your you how do you find that purpose so first of all your purpose and your work are not necessarily related yeah yeah right your work is a sustaining relationship there's nothing so to some degree and I know I you know I told you I was going to speak in hyperbole didn't I I warned you (laughs) you knew it was coming can't get mad at me Uh, right so Obviously, you need to chase something sometimes, right? You, it's okay to get a better job. It's okay to make more money. It's, of course, it's okay for all those things if it's in its proper rhythm, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's placed in its proper place with the relationships that you have in your life, right? When that becomes the most important thing, it's a problem. Yeah. If you recognize that that is a sustaining relationship and the only reason that it exists is to provide you the ability to have these relationships and to do and to work within your purpose, that's fine. Yeah. You can have a job and go eight to five and you know, clock in, clock out. As long as you do good work, you're honest with your employer and that sort of thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's, that's noble, right? Mm-hmm. That's virtuous. There's nothing wrong with that. But on the on the flip side of that, if you were able to have, if you knew your personal purpose, then it doesn't matter where you go. You know why you're there. You would live that purpose out even at the eight to five. So the trick, you know, the people say like, oh, the, you know, like you said, Ethan, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you find the, the thing you love, thing, you won't yeah. work a day in your life. Yeah. You don't have to work anyway, man, right? Because you don't have to love what you're doing. You just have to love your mission. If you know your purpose and your mission, you know why you're here, the rest will follow you. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Hyperbole. So, for example, you know, if your mission, if your personal mission was to say, uplift anybody and everybody you come in contact with. Okay. Uh, then really you do that anywhere. Any, even if you're at your job, even if you're at the grocery store, anywhere you're at, you're doing that and then you're fulfilling your mission through everything that you're doing. Is that everything that you're doing. That's exactly right. So let's, let's, let's pretend that that's the case. Jared says, you know what? I know without any hesitation, without any equivocation, I am on this planet 
to interact with as many people as possible and to leave them, you know, and, and to uplift them in some way, right? And let's just pretend uh, you narrow that down even to say to compliment everyone. Yeah. Right? We're making stuff up, so yeah, don't, yeah. you know, yeah, don't yeah. get weird on me, right? I'm here to compliment everyone. And that's your mission. You know it as sure as you're sitting here that that's why you're on the earth. Then yes, you absolutely will do it everywhere you go. And here's my belief. And I've seen it play out, and so I, I don't think I'm wrong. And again, you're gonna, everyone can find an exception, right? But here's my belief. You're going to do that. You'll go to your workplace. You'll compliment everyone. You'll go to the, the grocery store. You'll compliment everyone. You go to the restaurant. You'll compliment everyone. Mm-hmm. I, my belief, and I, incidentally, I know that the, <laughs> we're on the same page a little bit on this one, right? <laughs> Is that there's a higher power. Yep. Right? And we believe in that and we trust in that. And if we're living the way that we're supposed to in our purpose, then God will put us 100%. He will put us where we're supposed to be. You'll compliment the right person. And I promise that guy or gal will be like, you know what? What do you do for a living? And you'll tell him, like, you know what? I need one of those. And then your better job comes and your better opportunity comes. But it's not because you're a great complimenter. It's mm-hmm. because you're living in your purpose i guarantee it yeah i mean really that what you're talking about that's really what this whole podcast is about it's about building your personal creed uh-huh. your personal uh you know we are brothers creed you know we we consider the folks that follow us and listen to us a, a brotherhood mm-hmm. uh, also a, a womanhood i guess you could say <laughs> but uh lots a of personhood. people <laughs> personhood yeah but uh really um unless you have that personal creed like you're kind of just a ship without a rudder. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. that's kind of our, our mission. Ethan has mission with this whole thing is that really, this is an opportunity for us to share these kinds of things with other folks and help uplift them in their own lives. And we hope that people listening to our podcast feel uplifted and feel like, Hey, that was a great episode. I'm going to try to be this more humble or, or more self-aware or, or more th- other things. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how it started out. I mean, you and I were just, we, we, we got together, we went to dinner or something like that. And we're like, you know, just talking about life and where we are and where we've been and where we're going. And, and we're just like, you know, talking about maybe some of our, our, our personal beliefs or ha- how we think it's important to live. And then we're like, you know, well, let's let's dive into that. Let's let's find maybe our purpose together. You know, what, what is our specific or creed? Right. You know, what is that that that, that drives us and that makes us uh, makes us who we are and maybe could potentially provide opportunity for us in the future, like we said. Um, and then and then it kind of developed into, well, I want to hear from other people's creeds as well. You know, maybe, maybe if we, we all kind of get together, and, and I think other people's opinions and talking and, and, and um, you know, moving forward together helps uh, us all get stronger. Um, and that's kind of where, where it came from. So I think that's... No, I love that. I love that. So how does this relate to... We were talking about the cor- corporate atmosphere. Sure. How does this relate to uh, the home? Mm. And the answer might be exactly the same. No, it doesn't. It doesn't relate at all to the home. None of this applies. <laughs> <laughs> well, know, I would say at the home, if you're not right, like that first G, if, you, if yeah. you're not right, Bro. your kids are going to see it first off. I was just going to say, like, you can hide that crap at work. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You can't hide that at home. You cannot hide that at home. Yeah. 
Yeah, not at all. So you're you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. your wife will see it. My wife would see it right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What's up? What's up? And then yeah. you, can, you can't. Yeah, your just, wife especially. Like, yeah. You can't she's just very, say she's got very, no latitude. She's very intuitive. Yeah. She's you just like you can't just say oh nothing because right. at work you could be like oh I just I just got a lot to do I'm fine yeah but and that, and that's well, it they don't, you know people don't care they don't really care but yeah. at home you know you have people that. You know, she's like, hey, if you're hair. jacked up, buddy, this affects me. One hundred percent. So let's let's figure this yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, on this earth and and in the next. Yeah, right? and so I think that's yeah that that's so important. So what would you say to um you know getting those principles getting getting right um in the home? Yeah, they don't largely change. They don't largely change. So in our so when we talk to folks, getting right consists of three major aspects of your life. Right, you're personal, so you got to get right with yourself. You got to get right with other people, and you got to get right with whatever it is that you believe is bigger than you, whatever that is. In our estimation, right, and we are all having to be of the same faith, so we believe that there's a God, and so we need to get right with God, right. Yeah. So whether you believe that that's you know Buddha, or whether you believe that that's nature, or I don't you know whatever the thing is, it's not really interesting to me to any great degree. But you have to get right with all all of those areas in your life. And so, and the same is true, whether it's in the corporate environment, whether it's home, because you're still you, <laughs> you know, it doesn't change. It doesn't like, you can't magically just be like, oh, I put my briefcase down yeah. and now nothing applies. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and one thing too, is, you know, I asked that question earlier about how, well, what would your advice to be to the, the, the low level analyst that's not in, oh, yeah, a, we leadership, never answered that, didn't we? in, in a leadership position. But I think it, it goes to the same point that, yeah, maybe they're not in a leadership position at work, but then they come home and you are the leader. Or you are one of the leaders. I don't care if you live by yourself and you're the only guy there. You got to yeah, lead yourself, you have, bro. You, you lead your own life, and so I think any aspects of, of you know this is how I want to lead or this is how yeah. it should be done, it, it it'll mold over into what you're doing. No, you're absolutely life. right. The the old uh, and and again, some people would say it's a hackneyed phrase, but I think it still applies. The the old how you do anything is how you do everything, right? You practice like you play like you practice, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly, right. So, yeah, to your to your point, if if this is how you are at home, then this is how you're going to be at work. If this is how you're at work, eventually it's going to make its way home. Like, it, you, you can't keep these things separate for long. You'll explode. Oh, do we ever see that? We, <laughs> you ever seen an example of that? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you pick. Turn on the news any given day, you know, and that's uh, and that's how it is. And that's that's the big problem that I have. In fact, you know, one of the things that that. You, know, you mentioned reading my LinkedIn, and I haven't really done a ton with it yet when I'm working on it. He was joking. I didn't actually read it. I did. You did? No, I did. <laughs> yeah, for sure I did. You got to do your research when you're talking about it. Oh, people. yeah. Yeah, especially important people. <laughs> right? But, you know, I, I talk a lot about this virtuous leadership movement, you know, and this idea that we all need to, to buy in. Because, look, you know, when you look around, like every time you turn on the TV, who's next? Who's next? You pick. It doesn't matter. Um, Even... Dave Ramsey. Do you see this? No, I didn't mm-hmm. see this. I thought Dave Ramsey was like the guy. He's like the best guy. You know, the financial guy, right? Mm-hmm. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it turns out like he's horrible to people. Like his people who work for him hate him. Really? Like he's a total jack wagon apparently. It's like Ellen DeGeneres, right? <laughs> right? Like you the, hear these things and you're yeah. like. Uh, I, that's like when I heard Bill Cosby was like doing all this stuff. Yes. I was like, what? The, I loved it. I thought Bill he was hilarious. Cosby. Yeah. Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but that's the problem is is you get in the situation and those people are people who have been given great responsibility and great opportunity and they ran up that mountain real fast with no guardrails. And they, they it doesn't matter who you are. 
if you get going too fast, the vehicle's only designed to go so fast under certain conditions. With no guardrails, you're going to go off the edge. Period. End of story. There is no exception. You're not special. That's the other thing I tell people they don't like to hear. You're not special. (laughs) Right? Everyone, everything that you're experiencing right now has been experienced by somebody else before a million times over. Yeah, you're not special. Yeah. This isn't new. I'm not telling you this, and it's like, well, that won't apply to me. I used to think that. I really thought, yeah, 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 but do you know who I am? <laughs> right? I'm super talented. Yeah. I'm a really nice guy. Come on, I, you know, like it's <laughs> yeah. going to be fine. It's not fine. Yeah. If you do the thing, if you live without guardrails, you will go over the edge. End of story. It's it's only a matter of time. Yeah, well, you had your own cautionary tale. Where that you you said your own sure. company. You almost sure. you couldn't. You know, one thing I liked hearing once we actually did an episode about self awareness that we're going to release in the next few weeks here. But mm-hmm. one thing I liked that the guy says that you know, if you don't brush your your nose is right above your mouth. Uh, he said if you don't brush your teeth for three days, you might not be able to smell your bad breath. But if you're in a room talking to somebody, they'll be able to smell it. So sometimes we're just not aware of our own selves. Oh yeah. And uh, that's why I think like, you know, leadership principles like this and like constantly reminding ourselves, that's why the, we do the podcast, reminding yourselves constantly of those principles that we need to remember, which are those guardrails. Uh, um, you know, that unless you current, unless you're constantly repairing those guardrails, <laughs> you're, you're going to be sunk because they're right. going to rot away. Yeah. And, and you're going to run into them and you're going to dent them and you're going to chip them and you're going to, you know, break through a little bit here, you know, whatever. And if you never do anything about it, you're right. And the way that we like to think of it is, is, you know, I, I kind of call it the three little pig principle, right? So if I built guardrails out of straw, useless, right? Sticks, a little better, you know, but you really want to build them out of bricks, mm-hmm. right? How does one do that? Conceptually, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. don't get all steel on me, right? <laughs> Let's say this is pre-industrial age. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> right? But uh, but you build them out of bricks, and and the idea there is that a brick, each brick is a positive habit. And right now, uh, let's say that you want to develop a habit of getting up early. Well, here, what does everyone do? They go, oh, I, I think I want to get up early. So tomorrow, I'm going to set my alarm for 4.30, and I'm going to get up early. And they're probably fine that day. Yeah. Because they grit their teeth, and they can, you know, will themselves out of bed for a day. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow, it's like, all right, that was painful. One snooze. Yeah. By the end of the week, they're back to whatever time. You know, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, right? yeah. It's stupid. It doesn't even make sense because we try to do too much at once. So instead of saying, and this is true of leadership, when you're trying to make changes in companies, when you're trying to make changes in your personal habits, when you're trying to make changes anywhere in life, period, end of story, you have to start small. You can only start with one brick. If I load you up, you're like, I'm going to build a guardrail. You're like, okay, great. Uh, here's 500 bricks. You're dead. You know, like, <laughs> it'll just crush you. Yeah. You know, but if you take one brick, or half a brick, you know, or whatever, you know, at a time until you get strong enough that you can carry more and carry more and carry more, then that's how you build it, right? Yeah. That's how you build it. So you find these positive habits. So if you want to get up at 4.30 in the morning, what time do you get up now? Uh, Eight. Okay. Why don't we try 7.50? Yeah. You know, why don't we just do that for two weeks? And the, the problem is, is nobody's patient. Nobody wants to exert the discipline. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to farm. They all want to hunt. They want to, yeah. The law of the harvest, you got to sow first before you can reap. Or they want to reap somebody else's harvest. Well, that's that's what a bullfrog does, right? <laughs> yes. They compete for flies. <laughs> yeah. You know, that are going to fly by. Lizard, lizard goes and finds food, bro. 
right? Yeah. Lizard crawls around. It's fast. It moves. Lean, right? It's cagey. Mm-hmm. In and out of rocks. Yeah. That's what you got to be. Uh, yeah, th- this is this is great. I think you, you know you share so much good information with this one. Like, I think that uh, you know I don't, I don't you know one thing we always ask our guests at the end of the, the episode is to share their personal creed with us. Uh, and maybe in this scenario, I don't know if you've prepared anything for that, but we've talked about your purpose in life. Mm. I'm wondering if you might share that with us, if that's if you're comfortable sharing that. If, I might. If Is not. this your indication that we're done? Well, yeah, <laughs> nearing the end here. So <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> if you want to be, I mean, we could do a Joe Rogan where it goes like three hours, <laughs> right, but right? I don't know yeah, about that. I don't know about that. People might no, not no. listen to, like, <laughs> yeah, for three not hours. Listen to me anyway, but the, no. Um, so that's a, and I, I, I did see, you know, you prepped me pretty well. I was telling you that before we started, I was like, hey, you, guys, you know, prepped me pretty well for this. And, uh, we didn't stick to the questions as closely as I thought we might, but that's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, but, uh, it's so why I, I thought about that and I was like, what is my personal creed? Like if I had to like sum it up like a, you know, in, in this kind of succinct way, right? Sounds like, like you've already been thinking about that quite a bit with your personal mission statement. I think so, right? So like, and I'll give you an F3 uh, example, right? So an F3, our credo or creed that we use is, you know, we leave no man behind, but we leave no man where we found him, right? And I don't want to say that mine is exactly that, um, but I even before I was uh, a member of F3, and certainly long before I was president of F3, um, I've always had a, a big poster that hangs on the wall of my office that says, leave everything better than you found it. But that's Boy Scouts, right? And that's yeah. where I learned that, you yeah. know, and, and you guys are both scouters, and so, you you know, you yeah. know. But I remember that was just one of those things that, man, it just lodged in my brain. I don't remember how to tie a, you know, a double half hitch or whatever, you know, a sheep shank. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Two half hitches is not too hard, but I don't, have, I don't remember how to do a tie a sheep shank, right? Yeah. But I do remember leave everything better than you found it, you know, because yeah. we would go to the campsite and that leave no trace idea, yep. you know, whatever, right? So leave no, And so... I think that's always kind of been in my heart and in my mind of leaving everything better than I found it. Um, but I would say that my personal mission, if I had to kind of really sum it up, would be to teach uh, principles of virtuous leadership in order to unlock leaders' minds. That's what I'm here to do. I want to teach you the things that you need to do to get right, to live right, so that you have the proper relationships and the, and the proper rhythm to your relationships and that's everything from your wife and your kids to the people you work with to, you know, all those things, right? And putting work in its proper place as well. And by the way, it's last. Work is always last. We, that's when we really get backwards in our, in our world, I think. But mm-hmm. So it's, it's applying those principles of preparedness, of leadership to say, you know, get yourself right. Put those proper relationships, you know, in their right rhythm and get right with your God. Whatever that is, whoever that is. You know, this thing that's bigger than you. If you can do those things, I just know because I've lived it and I watch it happen every single day in the lives of thousands upon thousands of men. They start to get themselves right, their brains unlock, and then everything in their life, everything good that they've ever done in their whole lives uh, becomes enhanced because their brains are unlocked. Because they recognize that the, the stories that they've been told their whole lives, get good grades so you can get a job, so you can blah, 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 blah. Yep. And eventually you run out because you got nowhere to go. Men and women finding personal mission, personal purpose, understanding 
why they are on the planet. That's what I'm here to do without any hesitation. I mean, I, I know it as sure as I'm sitting here. I'm to find leaders and to help them find their personal mission, their personal purpose to make everyone around them better. Everyone. And I, my personal, like when you start thinking about like F3 or things like that, I am not going to rest until those principles and, and I always joke with the guys, you know, that I'm, that I'm leading in the organization, right. Is until that F3 logo is in the halls of Congress and every boardroom in America, I'm not done. I'm not done. Mm-hmm. That's really what I believe. That, that That's great. Um, I, I kind of like what you said that it's, it, it starts there and it kind of, it, it, it's almost like a, I want to say a virus, but it's something that's contagious, right? It, it, there's yeah, a, there's it's such a good a, virus. Yeah, see, there's a there's a, a trickle down effect, right? It's a positive it, contagion. Yeah, yes. you you find these the these these men or these these people that 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 are leaders, and you help develop them, and then you educate them to the yeah. point of where then they have this mindset of you know maybe it's a professor at a university, yeah, and and then he's teaching. Are they're teaching the, the people and the kids in their class, and they're not just saying this. Oh, you know, step one, two, three, right. four, five, and if you get to a hundred, then hooray on you. You know, it's like it's so much more, and I think it's that trickle down effect that really, I really like what you said. People need to come alive, and I believe that that comes from alignment. Alive comes through alignment, and when I say alignment, uh, again, you know, we're. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. part of that comes with our faith, right? Aligning our will, subserviating our will, submitting ourselves to the greater good, right? That's how it happens. That's how it happens. If you can't do that, as far as I'm concerned, you're not a leader. You're not. You might hold a leadership position. You might have governance over another human, but you are not a leader. You're not. You, at best, you might be a manager, Assistant to the manager. That's right. <laughs> Not the assistant manager. In fact, I haven't launched it yet, but I, I bought the, the URL and I'm building a, a, a site around it called nomoremanagers.com. Oh, yeah? And Can you believe that was available? I mean, come on. It's too good, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, it's outside of the norm and nobody's going to be like, I oh, guess no, so. more yeah. managers. no more we managers. We need managers. We need managers. We need lots of managers. No. No more managers, <laughs> only leaders, right? But that's, I mean, again, I watch it happen all the time now. And it's, it's remarkable. That's, that is what I'm here to do. And so no matter where I go, Jared, you, it doesn't matter. I don't need a job or yep. I can have a job yep. or I can have 10 jobs or I can have whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm just here to unlock people, man. I'm here for you to, to understand that you can live your best because you know what? I'm not that smart and I'm certainly not that visionary. I'm, I'm not. Sounds like you are. You want to make every, every single man in the country at F3. That seems like a big vision. But you know what? It's only so that they can be them be- their best selves. Well, that's still. Do you know what I mean? Like it a doesn't. Great vision, I think. Uh, fair, <laughs> but it wasn't mine. I just discovered it. Yeah. You know, I didn't come up with this vision. Dave Redding came up with this vision. Yeah. I just discovered it along the way and made up my own because I believe those things. Mm-hmm. Now I, I probably have a little bit different way of doing it and that sort of thing, but you know, whatever. Yeah. But you can either. And I was watching this just today, and I know I'm rambling on. So just. <laughs> no, you're fine. Go ahead. Go ahead and edit this. And just <laughs> cut it here. Thanks, and have a nice night. Right? <laughs> But, but you know, like that's that's the whole idea, right? Is that that uh, I, well, I I just I can't stop talking about it because I can't help myself. Yeah. Because this is this is what I'm here to do. This mm-hmm. is this is why I exist. You know. And and I my personal belief is that if if a person can find that 
can figure that out. And if I can help them do that, fantastic. I mean, I, that's what we spend a lot of time doing with people, you know, in my personal coaching and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Is coming up with that and then figuring out how do we apply that across all the different aspects of your life and particularly in your work. But if, if that's what happens, can you imagine that? I mean, can you, I'm being really serious. Can you imagine that? Every person waking up knowing why they're here. And, yeah, and yeah. if they know why they're here and it really is their purpose, unfortunately, it, like an unbreakable, uh, no one's purpose really is to be evil. That's to, <laughs> it's not an option, yeah. right? <laughs> it's a cartoon. Or not a cartoon, but it's a comic book, movie, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a movie. Um, but, uh, but, if, but if everyone has a purpose and it all is designed for the greater good, I mean, how can we lose? You know, how can we lose? One yeah. thing that I, one thing that I have noticed in you, and not just not just tonight, but in our other interactions and stuff like that, is just your enthusiasm towards things. Mm. And I don't think it's just. I, I think some of it's just your personality. Sure, but, but I think a lot of it too is you know being on that path towards defining what your purpose is. And once you find something that's like, oh man, that's that makes sense. Like that just clicks, it, you know. Like you said, my, my mind, yeah, my mind feels unlocked. Then it's like that enthusiasm is like so much more than sitting in a boardroom and talking yeah. about, well, oh, sales for this month are up twenty five percent or whatever. You know else. What? I mean, it's just like it's the enthusiasm for it. And I see it, I see it at work, you know, every single day when you get people. That, there are some people that are really enthusiastic, and, sure. and and they they you can tell they love what they do. And there's other people that that are potentially there just to just to be there. Um, yep. Just collect a paycheck, which is fine. Maybe their right. their their purpose is somewhere else. Um, Maybe, but that's just that's just something that I've noticed. But if they were living their purpose, wouldn't they be more enthusiastic? They in general, they'd be that way at work too. Hundred percent. How you are is how you are. Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. I think that 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 to me is kind of like a uh, I don't know one of those key indicators in saying oh maybe that that person is someone t- to talk with or or, or, yeah. or associate with or get to know a little bit more because th- that enthusiasm drives potentially the, that, that purpose. For but sure. The purpose drives That's, enthusiasm. I mean, look, you know, and then get out of the way, you know. <laughs> you mentioned that you did uh, personal coaching. Is that the, yeah. something else that you do? Or is that just like a kind of F3 generally? Uh, well, F, sure. F, I mean, you know, I'm always helping yeah. guys and, yeah, yeah. and mentoring and whatever. But no, no, personal coaching is a big part of the leadership development business for okay. sure. Because, again... Effective organizations begin with effective people. Yeah. And if we're going to get you to be an effective person, I'm you're going to need some help probably. Yeah. You know. So and do so. you do more of that more than like more so than corporate coaching? Like um, corporate, like you go to like you're talking on the stage in front of a bunch of people, or, or uh, do you more I mean, do like yeah, leaders yeah, say, sure. "Hey, like I want you to come help me be a better leader. Can you coach me?" Yeah, for sure. And and here's why. And and in fact, if you called me, it's <laughs> another one of those things. <laughs> Brian Moynihan calls. Right. Yeah. He says, "We need help. I can't help you." Right. So. But if, he's, if he says, this I is, need help. Well, say, this is why Frank's an idiot, right? <laughs> Actually, if Brian Moynihan says, I need help, I probably can't help him either because <laughs> I don't know what, you know, that's that's pretty high level because he doesn't want that kind of help that I, you know, uh, right? He's already a pretty effective guy, I think. But um, but, uh, b- but if 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 uh, if someone called and said, hey, will you come speak at our thing, right? I, sure. I and mean, I'm happy to do that and I'll take your money. I'll always take your money, um, <laughs> right? But But that's not really the program. Yeah. The program is, let us come in for a couple of days, show you what this is all about, and then let me show you how, over the next 12 months, working with you individually, we're going to unlock you people. Because here's the thing, I can stand up in front of you, number one, 
remember we said early on, right? Two day seminar, two weeks of improvement, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you can't go to enough two day seminars to get you through. It just isn't going to happen. Yeah. You know? At some point, you got to do some work, right? So, without the ongoing reinforcement, there's no point. It's it's uh, it's Twinkie leadership, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it tastes fantastic, but it has no it has no real yeah. yeah. There's no value to it, you know, long term because I mean it might get you through the the day you know, or the next few hours or whatever, but you're going to crash. I mean, that's just the way it yeah. works, right? So this is real honest-to-goodness meat and potatoes, you know, kind of stuff. And it's long-term and it's sustainable. This is this is all about farming. This is all about hard work. There's nothing here that is a quick fix. There's nothing I can teach you that will fix it tomorrow. There's no trick or tip or anything like that that is going to magically transform you in any way. It's just not one bit. Can't help you. If that's what you're looking for, there's plenty of guys out there that are more than willing to sell it to you. And it may work. I don't know. My experience is the opposite, yeah. so that, uh, you know. So that's all I can speak from. But the power of habit—that's the. That's I mean, the key. people write the books. Man. That was a, <laughs> that was our first episode. Power, is that right? The power of habit. The habit. The habits. Yeah. Habits. Yeah. That's it, man. How, how you know, you talked about you talked about that like incremental you, you have changes. Positive habits. You build some good good guardrails, and you can accelerate as fast as you'd like. Yeah, and you'll be safe. Excellent. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, for all the listeners out there that uh, want to know more information, where, where can they find you? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can you can email me at frank at g3l dot com. Um, you can, and so you can go to g3l dot com and learn some stuff. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on you know you name it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to learn more about F3, you can go to f 3 nationcom dot com. Um, and there's plenty of information out there, and and you can actually contact me through that website as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of the way. Sweet. My phone number. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you social, want to social security we'll number, right, right. Right. you know, share with us your your socials, and we'll put those in the show notes. Oh, of, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, happy to do that. So, yeah, I have a couple of Ugandan princes that uh, wrote me recently looking for that, so we'll direct them to the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you can follow us on uh, Instagram as well at a.brothers.creed. Um, also, follow YouTube channel, subscribe, like, uh, leave comments. We we always love hearing from everybody out there and and moving forward. So. Awesome. Let's build that creed together. All right, let's do it. Thanks. <laughs>